One of the things that really influenced the development of the story in this book was when my father passed away from a heart attack in 2001. And so this, as I was processing my grief, I, you know, I always want to understand why. You know, why did this happen my, to my dad at the age of 73? You know, he wasn't that old. And um, as I looked into the data and the research, basically one of the risk factors for having a first heart attack and unfortunately passing away from it was being an African-American male. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm Marsha Lazarus. Standing here with Hayden Hearn at the Writers Institute event where Terry Givens, author of Radical Empathy, will be talking. And I understand, Caden, that you will be part of the program because you are a poet. How long have you been doing poetry? Um, for about two years. How did you get started with poetry? Um, my grandmother asked me a lot of questions, and I asked her a lot of questions about like what's going around on the world, in the world, and on the news, and. She, um, she said to write down my thoughts, and that eventually became a poem. And we just decided to like it. St it started at, out small, like staying in, in front of uh, little uh, audiences and in places. But then it got bigger and bigger. And yes. Mm. How did you meet Terry Givens? Thank you very much. Um, oh, so basically, they invited me to the college and to speak, and yeah, we accepted. She asked me, yes. Wow. Can you talk a little bit about the kind of poetry that you write? Is there a certain theme or subject? Um, yes, like whatever I see on the news um, or like an idea comes up in my head, I just write it. Began writing poetry at the age of six. As a way to process his thoughts, process his emotions around the Black Lives Matter movement, including protests that arose from the complexities associated with the killing and the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd. And at this time, Haven has five poems registered at the United States Library. Kernan, is there a particular poem that you're really proud of, a, a certain subject? Yes, um, the poem's caught in my mind. And my mind. I used to be a child of poverty, not knowing that hopes and dreams can become reality. In my mind, I thought it was fine to sit in the back of the classroom because my teacher never asked me to read or write. But little did she know I was ever so bright. In my mind, I could not understand why they used to call me ashes and black. I always heard being black living in the railroad tracks. Those are the things that would 
I always say, you know, we have to be willing to allow each other to make mistakes so we can create that safe space for all of us to ask questions and share our experiences. And, you know, it's, it's funny, when I he was doing work in the DEI space, um, I would have people say, well, you know, I'm a white person, I feel like I can't ask these questions. And I'm like, well, the reality is if you don't ask the questions, how are you going to get the answers? How are we going to know what you need to understand? And so, but it's also incumbent on all of us to create that space, to allow people to ask the questions, to allow people to make mistakes. We're all, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But as Dr. King would tell us, we have to take action. And that's, people always say, what's the radical part of empathy? The radical part is taking action. We have to do something. And so each chapter of the book ends with things you can do to take action. It be as simple as deciding tomorrow, I'm going to say hello to that person I've seen walking by my office for the last you know, few weeks and I don't know who they are and maybe I should just introduce myself and, and ask a question about them. <laughs> um, you know, uh, when I was in Austin, I saw you know, dealing with my parents' health issues and my family's health issues. I said, I'm going to start an organization called Take Back the Trail that creates fitness programs for women in East Austin. Doing something rather than just saying, you know, talking about the problem is so important. Yeah, I don't think we understand the power and influence we have if we could all just decide that I'm going to speak up about this issue. And so taking action is one of the most important parts of this. But I also remember being inspired by, um, you know, great speakers like Shirley Chisholm and Barbara Jordan. So there's all these different ways that I saw how people could do something. And I chose to become a professor, partly because I realized I could do research that nobody else was doing. <laughs> um, and it's funny because that really came to a culmination just in this last year when my book, The Roots of Racism, was published. Because I you know, spent time doing research just to understand you know, kind of the history of political science and you know, how the discipline had developed. And I realized, you know, it's something I thought about in the back of my mind that hadn't really articulated well, but just the fact of being a black woman meant that I was doing research that was different than most of the people before me. Um, the last slide, thank you. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know, I would love for you to connect with me. Um, I have my website, I have LinkedIn, and now I'm going to open it up to questions.